subtle skills, big results. Welcome to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Ninja Selling Podcast. Garrett and Matt are here with you as always. And as we're getting ready to dive into this topic, a quick reminder for those of you who are new to the podcast, welcome. Head over to ninjaselling.com if you want to learn more about Ninja, if you want to learn about our training, if you want to learn about coaching, where Garrett and I spend a whole bunch of our time. If you want to learn about the Ninja Selling systems at a basic level, check out the book Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall. If you want to join our community, head over to Facebook and search for The Ninja Selling Podcast. You will find it there. Let's dive into today's topic, Garrett. Well, first of all, good morning to you. Since this is an interesting topic, it is 6.45 Pacific time at the recording of this where you are. So just mentioning that since we're going to be talking about time and waking up. It's early, but good morning to you. Hey, good morning, sir. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we we record these early my time, and that is, uh, it's really Matt. You know, this all came about us recording this early because that's just when it was going to happen. When we had the time where we were both available to do it, it's hard coordinating coast to coast. It's tough to do. We both came to the conclusion we really want to do a podcast. This would be really fun as we started to get into it. And when can we make this fit into our schedules? And Matt had that like is that okay if we go that early in the morning? And I had that like, I don't know. That's really early, uh, <laughs> like way early than I normally get up. But here we are four years later. Four and a half years later. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously it worked. Yeah, it did. Well, so this topic is inspired by um, Michael Weiss's post in our Facebook group asking about like how aggressive do we have to be about waking up in the morning and all this stuff. And it is true that a lot of, not just real estate coaches, a lot of people who want some sound bites on the internet will say, man, you got to get up. You got to crush the day before the sun is up. I mean, if you watch Million Dollar Listing at all and follow people like Ryan Serhan, he's like, I like to wake up and get all my emails done so people know that I was up before them, right? And the broader question is, is do you have to do that to see the success that you want to see? And Interestingly enough, Garrett, there's no yes or no to that question because it really is going to depend. But we can go through some kind of conversation about this to, you know, and like what really makes sense for you. It's funny. You mentioned Ryan Serhan. He's like, I would, I want people to know that I was up before them and crushing the day. And it's funny for me. It's like, I don't, I really don't care if any of you realize that I was up before you, like crushing the day. Like, I have zero interest in that. Anybody who listened to that and was like, is that how I should feel? Don't worry. You're fine. You don't need to try to win everybody else in how you approach your day. Well, and is that really a win anyway? Right? <laughs> I don't like, know. <laughs> I know for me, like I will have moments because I do, obviously the days that we podcast, I'm in this office at five o'clock in the well, 5.15 in the morning, I'm, I'm standing here in my office. In normal days, I'm pretty much up by 6.30, whether I like it or not. When you get up at five enough, you just it's just hard to sleep in you end up going to bed earlier. There's all kinds of factors that cause you just to kind of get into a different schedule. I do love, love, love getting to about nine o'clock and being able to look at my morning and go, look at how much you got done. <laughs> like how many things you've been wanting to do and there's no distractions. The phone isn't ringing yet. I can't call. I mean, with you know the East Coast and everything, technically I could. I make some of my morning calls, but there is something peaceful about the mornings. 
where you do get some control. And I remember we shared uh, Casey Neistat's 4 a.m. wake up routine that he did. And if anybody wants to listen to Casey Neistat, he's a YouTuber. Just type in Casey Neistat 4 a.m. and you'll find his video. It's really interesting because like he goes into a whole thing just like Ryan Serhan, I think you were saying, does where it's like, I try to get all my emails out and done before everybody else is up, which we don't get that option in California. <laughs> um, I'd have to get up pretty early to get ahead of all my East Coasters. Time zone matters on these things a little bit. <laughs> yes. New York, awesome option. California, everybody's already kind of going. But there is that beauty of that also, being able to get through all that stuff and get your day started on the right foot. But I think what's really interesting, Matt, and I want to kind of explore this topic around it, is that when people say the words, if you want to be successful, you have to like get up early. I don't know if I've ever found the correlation in that. I think that there's elements to it. I think there's things that cause you to get up early when you got a lot of stuff going on. But I don't think you just getting up early is the key factor. It's absolutely not the key factor, in my opinion. I think at the core level, to see the success that you want to see, you have to ask the question, am I getting the things done every day that I have planned to and want to get done in order to achieve the goals that I've set? So when it comes to something like Ninja, if it's like, hey, I want to hit the Ninja 9 every day, if you're getting the Ninja 9 done and you are starting work at 11, great. If you're starting work at 7, great. If you're getting it done and you're serving your clients, why do you have to worry about waking up super early? Now, individually, other elements are going to come into play, right? Because if we have, let's use Ryan Serhant as an example. If you want to build what he's building you probably need a little bit more time in the day to do certain activities, right? He's got a lot that he does in terms of what he wants to achieve and the lifestyle that he's looking to build for himself, right? And so in certain phases of his life, I'm sure he just needed to have a little bit more time in his day to do certain things. Now, a lot of that comes into how do you shift your hours as well. Alex Hermosi just put out a video too, talking about here's my 12-hour workday and how he's up and he's moving like at 5 a.m. working, right? And he puts in a 12-hour workday. Well, he also doesn't have kids. So if you add other things into the into what your lifestyle is, that can also change things. Now, there are people who I know who have kids that also still do that, and they have arrangements where they're like, yep, this is just the way it's going to be. So, Garrett, at a, at a basic first level to look at this, you have to ask yourself, Am I doing getting done the things that I said I want to and have scheduled in to get done each day? If so, we're probably already off to a good start. If not, that's when we get to look at what adjustments do we want to make? Yeah. I mean, this is about using your time wisely. And again, if you're getting to the end of every day and you've got a ton of stuff that you're not able to accomplish or get it done, it's like, well, yeah, maybe I do need to work a little bit more here. Maybe I do need to put, give myself a little extra time. On the flip side of that early morning, what I've found is is that the people that typically get up early, are ex- they have something that they are so excited to get up for that they can't sleep. I know that's, that's in my life, is that when I find I'm in a, in a pop out of bed, no excuses, excited to get going for the day, it's because there's something I want to do. There's something I want to accomplish. And I look at like Ryan Serhan, Gary V. Casey Neistat, you can name all these people that we look at out there going like, man, those people have accomplished a lot. They're 
kind of go-getters and making things happen. They're super, like they have a vision that they are going after and they are super excited about accomplishing that vision. I'll also add, you know, Andy Frisella, the CEO of First Form into this. He is very vocal about how I don't wake up super early, like 6 a.m., 6.30, and he's accomplishing a whole lot with the company that he's building. So That's still early for a lot of people out there, by the way, Matt, just so you know. Still is early, but I'm just saying, it's not like he's waking up at 4 a.m., like some other people are now. Granted, his lifestyles are a little bit different. He has different things that he enjoys. It, it comes down to so much of what fits in your personal world. So anyway, go on. Well, I want to back up too, is like we talk about, like you mentioned, well, so-and-so doesn't have kids. Well, at the same time, like we do get up early for our kids. There's an importance level there that says, okay, this is part of my world, part of my job, part of what is expected of me as I've chosen to be a parent. And I'm going to raise successful kids so that they can grow up to be everything that they want to be. And part of that starts when they're young of you making sure that we get up, we feed them, we do their laundry, we make sure that we've got lunches prepared, we make sure that we've got them signed up for classes and sports and all the things that we want to get them involved with. Like That's a job in itself also. And a lot of us do get up early for that. And we're like, well, I can't get up early for my work because like this thing is in my way. No, 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 no. This is a a thing that you've chosen to be part of your life also that you can own just at the same level that you own your business as. Now you need to look at allocated time and what time do I have available now to balance these things that we have chosen to be part of our world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're going to build it around being a parent. Yes, we definitely should. Please don't go, ah, these darn kids are in the way of my success. No, 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 not doing it. You've lost me on that one if you go down that route. But I do think you need to look at it and say, okay, I have an obligation to this full-time job that I have, which is these, these are my children. And then I also have this career that I'm building and this success pattern that I want to put myself into. There's only so many hours in the day and let's make these as effective as possible. And Matt, you brought up something when we were getting ready for this. Part of being really effective your time is really good sleep. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people Huge. overlook this. And I've read some studies on this recently that one extra hour of like going to bed an, an hour earlier, you will be more productive than that one hour you lost. Totally. So like just what you could have accomplished in that last hour going, I'm just going to fit one more hour of work in. You are better off going to sleep because you will outperform all your other hours the next day, which I think is super overlooked. It really is. And I Whenever one of my clients asks me about what what time should I wake up, I always ask, well, what time do you go to bed? Oh, God, great question. And is that time consistent? Because if you're saying, hey, I want to get more done, maybe I just wake up an hour earlier and I'll wake up at five instead of six, but I go to bed at 11. Oh, we got a potential problem here because that means that now you're limiting your opportunity of sleep to six hours, which has shown that like over time doing that oh, for a high amount of time can can potentially this all depends on a whole lot of other factors for yourself as well decrease your productivity overall whereas people who are getting 7 hours or 7 to 9 hours of sleep have a bit higher productivity so don't crush your sleep window for the sake of productivity it might work in the short term parents of infants certainly know how this works right <laughs> You know, like, well, actually, surprisingly enough, I was able to get a whole lot more done (laughs) or I was able to get these things done while operating on a little bit of sleep. 
So sleep is very, very important. So I would say start there, make sure your sleep is there. The other thing with sleep, Garrett, that I find is erratic with realtors is the consistency of bed and wake up times. And this is something that as I'm going through 75 hard here that I'm reminded of because my wake up time is what day are you on? Is this what day am I on? 58, I think. 58, 59. Nice. Keep going. Which I'm going to roll right into phase one, by the way. I've made the determination. So this is going to go for 105 days. But what I've noticed is Saturday, Sunday, I still wake up around the same time, which means Friday and Saturday, I'm still going to bed somewhat close, maybe not quite exactly of where I normally go to bed. And my energy is way more consistent just by having now, and I'm comparing this to when I would sleep in longer on the weekends, but not have that consistency in bed and wake up time. So I'd get more sleep, but I would feel off because my energy, my, my circadian rhythm wasn't synchronized, right? So not only when you go to bed, but also how are you carrying this through your weeks? And realtors are notorious for working late one day, working late over here, then I'll sleep in a little bit here to catch up on sleep. And that is a, I would start right there is fix that first And then we can figure out what time do we really need to wake up? Because if you're consistent, your energy is going to be so much better. It's funny. You talked about your circadian rhythm and that rhythm is no joke. If you've ever found when your alarm goes off, sometimes if you've moved your alarm around and all of a sudden you just go like, oh, it's time to get up. And you're just like getting out of bed to the times when you like the alarm goes off and you feel like a truck has hit you and you're (laughs) barely able to reach over to hit the snooze button or to turn it off. Yeah. Like that usually means that you're in different sections of that rhythm. You're either in your deep sleep or you're in your awake time of that rhythm. And there are certain points throughout the night that you naturally will wake up and you kind of open your eyes and you just acknowledge your environment. And then you kind of close your eyes and you go back into your deep sleep again. I have actually heard about people that when they wake up, acknowledge the time and just write down the time on it because that rhythm is very consistent. It's a very, it's a pattern. It's not just a random thing. Yeah. You can kind of see how much time happens in between your personal rhythm that you're on. That will help you set your alarm time so you're getting up at the peak of one of those times. But Matt, like you're really consistent with when you go to bed. And be, me being on the West Coast, I always text Matt or try to call him when he's like, dude, I am going to bed. Like, leave me alone. Or I just don't answer. <laughs> or you just don't answer. But a lot of times you're like, I we are literally like getting into bed right now. Like, no. So... I feel like you're like a pretty good like nine nine thirty maybe a little bit after that. Yeah, but I mean it's really between between nine and ten. It's got to be nine to nine thirty. Now I will say on the sleeping the appropriate amount of time, I am not the best example of because I wake up stupid early, and I admit that, and I don't recommend that other people do the same things unless you have the same exact goals and all the other things that I have and things I want to do. I just want to get so much stuff done before my girls wake up because I enjoy spending that hour to two hours in the morning with the breakfast and getting them to school and all that stuff. And by the time I get back, I'm here with you or here with a client. So my personal stuff just needs to be taken care of for myself. But you, not everybody has to follow a schedule like that. But so a great example of this is my wife, who's on the other side of the spectrum. So my wife has a belief of you do not get up before the sun. Like that, that's her thing. And there's a lot of studies that say if you wake up with the sun, get out there, get that vitamin D first thing. It's really, really good for you. Now, 
Matt will contest this because Matt has experienced waking up and checking his email and sending one to my wife and my wife will send one back <laughs> because she has not gone to bed yet. Yeah. He's waking up. She's still not in bed yet. And that is like when I watched my wife, Sarah, like that is her most productive hours. We will go out to eat. We'll have our, you know, we work throughout the day. We take care of family and things like that. And then all of a sudden we wrap our day up. I'm like tuning out. My my alarm actually goes off on my phone at 645, sorry, 945 saying it is time to go to bed. I have an alarm set that says, dude, wrap your stuff up. Smart. That's just that actually, I don't wanna I don't wanna gloss over that. It's a really smart idea because there could be a lot of people listening. They get caught up in like the Netflix stuff, or they're reading, or they're or they're just hammering away on email until the late hours. Having an alarm to stop you to get you to bed is a fantastic idea. We have we have wake up alarms. You need a go to bed alarm. Yep, I love it. Nine forty five doesn't matter what I'm doing. That thing goes off, and it literally is like pull your stuff together, dude, because you got to go to bed. If you want to have the best morning you can possibly have, this is your opportunity right now. Do I skip it sometimes? Yes, I do. I'm sorry. But at least it's an awareness where I'm like, oh, and usually what I'll do is I'll be sitting on like my tablet, like in my front room researching stuff. And it's like, okay, let's turn the screen off, give myself a break from screen time here right now, because it's 945. Usually I'll go and, you know, drink some extra water. I might go sit out in the backyard, just kind of decompress for a second. Then it's like, okay, off to bed. That's when Sarah picks up and starts going. Like that's when she has like fired up her computer and the amount of stuff that she accomplishes from like 10 o'clock until one in the morning is absolutely incredible. But then she also sleeps until nine o'clock. Hopefully a good amount of time. And there are outliers. I'll say Sarah is one of these outliers, right? And you've obviously known her long enough to see how well she's functioning doing that. I would also not recommend that. For other people to say like, ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna lean into this night owl stuff and just be this person that's doing this work at night. If you want to experiment with these things, obviously it's your time. And I think it's worthwhile to figure out what works for you. Yep. Short windows is going to be hard to figure out, but there are always going to be outliers to this. Now, in terms of like the wake up, the rise and grind mentality, I will say there is something to be said about waking up and using the first many hours of your day, and it doesn't mean like the first two hours necessarily, the first six hours of your day, let's say, doing things that help you move your personal world and your business world forward. Because many studies have shown that after a good period of rest, our brains and bodies are refreshed. We are in our peak mode of performance, typically in the first half of the day. If we get good enough sleep, you probably don't actually really need any caffeine in the morning, which has a whole nother discussion, as I also just finished a nice cup of coffee. My fourth cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but your, your brain's working at a different level, your body's working at a different level, and that's also why we recommend working on your business in the morning, because those tasks that are relying on yourself, that's just between you and you, and you your excuse meter is down a little bit. You, you're not leaning into all the excuses why you can't as much in the morning as you are towards the end of the day, as you get a little bit more tired, as your willpower decreases, which is why 
typically people can eat a pretty healthy breakfast if they have a good routine with it, but they have a lot of trouble staying on task at night. It's why you don't reach for that glass of wine in the morning, but at the end of the day, you're pouring the whole bottle in the glass, right? You don't morning drink? <laughs> Actually, it would provide you better sleep if you did. Um, not suggesting that you should. <laughs> Absolutely not suggesting that you should, but drinking before bed is also a really bad thing. There still is something to be said about making sure your mornings are productive, in my opinion. That doesn't mean you have to rise and get to grinding right away, unless that's something that works for you. Yeah. And I think, again, I go back to the ones that I know that rise and really hammer out a lot of work, like or again, early, they've got something excited to get to be up for. I do find those morning hours your brain is just, I mean, we, I've done coaching long enough, Matt, that it's funny as we get new coaches that come in, they're like, oh yeah, I can do eight calls in a day. And I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> you can maybe one day. I mean, I don't mean like one day as in someday. I just mean like, if you have to get a lot of calls in, in one day, you can probably make it work that one day doing that every day. Oh, but like, I, I know I can do a good seven or eight in a day. It's like saying I could run a marathon. It's like, yes, every day. There's a certain point there where things start to break down. And what I can tell, like just in a normal day, first handful of coaching calls are spot on. And by the way, I don't go past really five or six. It's usually kind of my max in my days. The first morning, your brain's on point, like you're fired. And, and that's that energy that Matt's talking about. Like you've got this very clear brain that's able to handle a lot of information, be able to critical think very easily. And as you go through that day, you start to tax that computer. The computer starts to start to slow down and slow down. And, and if, especially if you haven't been taking care of yourself throughout the day. Now, if you drank a lot of caffeine, if you didn't put good food into the system, if you haven't maintained the machine, really, you get later in the day, inevitably, you are going to find yourself moving slower. I always joke because uh, later coaching calls in the day, I start slurring words. <laughs> I forget words. There's all kinds of stuff that I'll watch myself do that I'm like... Jared's inbox is starting to fill up with, hey, can we shift our coaching call to the morning time slot? <laughs> yeah, really. I start losing track of what somebody has said and in like following the pattern of where they're going. I have to handle coaching calls completely differently. I have to take more notes later in the day than I do have to early in the day. We get through it though. We make it work. This is what we're talking about, though. It's like finding those times and understanding it where I do really schedule most of my coaching calls before about two o'clock. Once I get about two o'clock, it's like, nope, we have to work on other projects, other things that do not require that much mental capacity. Yeah. And so it's again, this is understanding who you are, how you work. My really early mornings, that's taking care of just the, the stuff. Yeah. The stuff. Well, and so this is one thing I will suggest for those of you in taking all the other stuff we set aside in terms of like your sleep times and all this stuff. If you're feeling stressed when you get out of bed because of the things that you have in the morning, that could be a time to have a conversation of, do I need an extra 20 minutes? Do I need an extra 15 minutes? Do I need to reallocate the things? Don't compare to what other people are doing because they are not you. They don't have your life. They don't have your goals. They certainly don't have your abilities, talents, skills, and they don't have your familial situation. That said, if you're waking up and rolling out of bed and immediately being thrown into other people's stuff, even if, if it's your family's stuff in a certain way, you may want to just like, can I get myself 
five, 10, 15 minutes just for me as soon as I get out of bed where there's no phone, there's, you know, no things. And it could be spending time with your family, like enjoying breakfast and stuff. But if you're out of bed, like hitting emails, you know, rushing out the door, that's probably not going to set your, your stress level up for the remainder of the day in a good way. That's when you might want to look at, okay, maybe I just need another 15 minutes, right? Yep. But that doesn't mean you need another hour or you need to wake up at 4 a.m. That just is a reallocation of how you're running your morning, not necessarily the time that you wake up, if that makes sense. Well, and I, I think we need to address this also, Matt, because we talk about a ninja, like don't jump into your, your inbox first thing. And I think there are different types of businesses out there. Coaching business, I don't have any emergencies for the most part in the coaching world. I don't have any contracts that have deadlines, problems that we might have come up with. I don't have an inspector or a contractor that was at the house last night and there's water pooling up in the basement and what do you want me to do about it right now? I don't have any of that because that's not what my profession is. There are certain jobs that you don't necessarily want to open that inbox because there's nothing you can do about it. All it's going to do is cause you stress. Mm -hmm. And so to open a real estate inbox at four in the morning going, I'm going to take care of some stuff today and I'm going to like get ahead of stuff. You could very easily throw yourself into the folds of work that you can't get out of. And so I think that you need to understand what your, what your job is what kind of things are going to be inside that inbox? And do I want to dive into it or do I want to protect myself from it for a little bit and give myself set times that I can go through and do damage control in there? Yeah. Because again, waking up early and diving into that might completely derail your day, your energy. I would say if I was selling real estate today, my morning would be 100% designed to take care and better myself personally. And then I would start to move into, okay, let's talk about work now and what what else needs my help out there. I know in my world of running a coaching business, I get a little bit more freedom to say I can break away in the middle of the day because when I'm not working, I'm not working. I don't have any fires that typically come up. Just a different job. Yeah. And that's an important thing to remember as well. And And that opens up probably several different episodes for us to talk about in terms of how you manage lifestyle as a realtor, um, which we've also had done episodes on, certainly in terms of how we allocate our time and how do we say no to things? How do we move emergencies around as well? Because sometimes what seems like it needs to be done now could be taken care of in an hour. So, I mean, but kind of just wrapping up this rise and grind thought process, Garrett, I think there's a lot of self-awareness and discussion that needs to happen first before you start saying, hey, I need to wake up earlier in order to be successful. Start with, what are the things that, you know, let me back from my goal and say, here's my goal. Well, what are the actions? What are the habits? What are the habits of somebody who's going to achieve that goal? Do I have those habits built into my day already? Am I getting those things accomplished? If not, are there other times in my day that need to be reallocated, things we need to say no to so it can fit in my current day? If not, what shifts do I need to make in terms of my wake-up time, which means what shifts do I need to make in terms of my go-to-sleep time? And then you got your your morning set up, and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing, although yep. you know, by all means, learn from what other people are doing. But don't look at that as a measuring stick of, oh, I have to you know, wake up at 4 a.m. because that's just a bunch of garbage. 
No, it's it's it sounds good, but really at the end of the day, it's like it's only it's only going to make you better if you are putting your time into things that are going to help you grow and help you be a better person. Other than that, it's just it's just time and every single hour, every minute you have in your day, this is an opportunity of how you want to use that time. Is it maintaining? Is it growing? Is it taking us backwards? And uh, I think that that's really what you have to look at is how am I allocating and using my time and the stuff that's going to make me a better person? Am I preparing myself to be in the best mental space when I have the, that opportunity to be a, the better person that I want to grow into? Give the best energy to that and the rest of it, your kids, they can get your leftover. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, and, and I'll just say this one thing too. If you are coming into this analysis of yourself thinking, oh gosh, like I'm not waking up early enough. Also be okay with maybe discovering that you are doing just fine. Be okay with discovering, hey, you know what? Like my days actually are run pretty well. I'm getting all the things done that I, I generally need to get done for myself. And I'm having this time with my family and I'm taking care of my personal health and, and my mental health and all that stuff. I'm good. I don't have to change anything. Yeah. Fantastic. That's a great thing to discover too. So with that being said, Matt, I appreciate you bringing this topic to the table today. Well, thank you, Michael Weiss, for bringing this topic to the table. Michael Weiss, yes, thank you. Great topic. And I think it's, again, it's one of those things that a lot of people struggle with, with all the different information that we hear out there about what what is the right thing and how should we approach this. If you want to learn more about Ninja Selling, go to ninjaselling.com. If you want to learn more about our coaching program, check out Ninja Coaching. Uh, that will direct you to Ninja Selling. It will also take you to 30 coaches that we have that are here. And 100% our goal and mission is to help you achieve the life and the business that you dream about out there. So uh, we're standing by and we'd love to be able to help you with that. That's what our passion is. If you want to learn more about uh, the Facebook group and our community on there, go check that at Ninja Selling Podcast, and you will find 13,000 people there that are like-minded, love Ninja, and are growing their businesses, and they would love to be able to network with you and grow with you. With that being said, Matt, thank you so much as always. Love our time together, man. And uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Same here. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like more, visit us at the ninjasellingpodcast.com. There you will also find links for more information about ninja selling and coaching. Have an incredible day.